Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org, where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed in the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Ore. Hello, hello, everybody. Am I coming through loud and clear? Nice, nice. My name is Ori. I am uh, a compulsive reader. And whoa, my heart is pounding right now. Like soon as I, I was hoping it would be some candles and birthdays to like delay it and like nobody did that. So it was like, oh, this came pretty quick. And uh, I'm gonna try to leave some time on the clock for some questions. Um, if the timer can just let me know, like, you know, so we can give 10 minutes to the questions and answer period. Yeah, I'm just, oh, I was about to say my other program. I'm a composable reader and I'm gonna share some pictures. Uh, well, that's disabled. Anyway, I guess we won't do that right now. But um, my top weight was uh, 485 pounds and I'm down about uh, 250 pounds right now. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, I had a, I had some ideas of where I wanted to go. And then once I saw how many newcomers and people, you know, in their first 30 days, there was, I kind of like pivoted and I'm, I'm going to go in a different direction a little bit. And then I'll work some other stuff back in. But um, like, this is out of Fred's story um, and more about alcoholism for the newcomer. Um, this is like, I'm just reading from our basic text, which is the AA big book. Um, and I, and I like to read from this because this is the guide. Um, this is the guide for recovery. Um, you know, my best ideas failed me, but the ideas presented in this book, um, have provided freedom. So I like to read out of this book. It, 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 like it really is spiritual text. It speaks to me um, every time that I read out, that I read from it. Um, and I just, I think it's absolutely critical. You know, it's fundamental to my recovery. So this is on page 42. It says, then they outline the spiritual answer and program of action, which a hundred of them had followed successfully. Though I had been only a nominal churchman, their proposals were not intellectually hard to swallow. But the program of action, though entirely sensible, was pretty drastic. It meant I would have to throw several lifelong concep conceptions out of the window. That was not easy. But the moment I made up my mind to go through with the process, I had the curious feeling that my alcoholic condition was relieved as in fact it proved to be. You know, <laughs> Like, this is a simple program, right? This is like a simple, practical um, way of life. Um, but it's not easy, right? Um, for a long time, I wanted to hold on to my ideas about how life should go um, and how things should be, specifically the food. Like, I, you know, I had certain ideas about the food. Um, and it's like, I wanted to hold on to these ideas. Um, and it was failing me. And the food was just the beginning, right? Like, that's just, 
the 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 binging every day was just a symptom of a greater issue and that issue was the way that i that the way that i approach life period like the way that i process life is different than others and because of that it causes disturbance with me it would it would disturbance within me and as a result of that disturbance, I seek relief. And food was my primary um, agent to get relief. And I'll show you some pictures now that they've provided me um, host capability. And um, you can see the physical manifestation of the disease. Um, you guys can see that. Can you see that, Michelle? Just give me a thumbs up if you can see it. Yeah. So that's that's me. Oh, I love that cowboy hat, by the way. I wish I still had that. <laughs> I, I still believe in like you know looking good, smelling good, dressing good. You know, feel good. So, but uh, going back to Fred's story, you know, like this program of action is like it's not a thing. It's not a. It's not a thing. Like I'm. I'm a. I'm an intellect, like I consider myself an intellectual powerhouse, right? Like I, I, I'm a smart guy, you know? Um, but this isn't about thinking my way through. Like this is not an intellectual exercise, you know, in my workshops, that's something that it was drilled into me. This is not an intellectual exercise. This is a program of action. I actually have to do something. I can't just think my way through. And, you know, how much reliance can I really have on my thinking right now? You know, my thinking had failed me. My best ideas uh, got me into a miserable place in life. And um, Look, this thing has saved my life. This program has saved my life. And it saved my life and I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to do this. Like, you know, there, there are pitches that I have that are like, rah, 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 OA, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? This is a hard, like, it's, it, it's like I tell my sponsor, it's the most difficult thing that you're going to do. Like, there are moments where it is hard. I don't want to be here, honestly. I don't want to be doing this. Not on this day, like, this is not the day I wanted to do this. I'm dealing with some loss in my life. It's painful. Today is my NATO birthday. I'm feeling, you know, even though I have like a lot of love around me, I'm like, I feel lonely. And I don't want to show up today. I wanted to just, you know, like just isolate, be it, like look at some Netflix and chill by myself. You know, but the book tells me that selfishness and self-centeredness is the problem. Me, me getting drunk on my narrative, staying in that self-pity, staying in that self-loathing, 
staying in the fear. Like that's the problem. Eventually I want to seek relief. And yet today, you know, I'm not, I'm not driven by the overwhelming desire to, you know, go uh, be face, face deep in some food. You know, it, it, like I'm not, I don't have the, the urge to order up a whole pizza and, you know, the brownies and, you know, the two Chinese, the ghetto Chinese food dinners around a corner. Like, I don't have that desire, but I want to take the edge off. I do. I want to take the edge off with cigarettes. I want to take the edge off with some pornography. I want to take the edge off with um, whatever it is. Like, there, you know, and today I'm not taking the edge off with any of those things. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Do, do I do I deserve some pat on the back? No, it's just I just don't want to kill myself today. I want to be free today. But freedom does have a price. And the you know today I'm free to feel what I'm and experience the pain that I'm going through in the moment. Like I don't want to put it on any fronts. That's the right. I just threw the jacket off and like closed up the books like you know what it was something I wasn't like I wasn't connecting to something what I really wanted to like what I really wanted to connect with and like what I really want to connect with is like this way of life it's not always pretty it's not always it's not, it doesn't always feel good being right-sized in this world not only physically right-sized but emotionally right-sized being in my place being in a state of humility, understanding that there's a power greater than me that has a bigger plan than that, 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 that has a bigger plan than what I can envision for myself. You know, like I had all this fear about sharing and, you know, it, you know, it's like, oh, I can't let down my adoring fans and, you know, I have to live up to these other shares that I've done. I've led birthday parties it's like, bro, who gives a fuck about that? Like what this is about is connecting and, and just in, in, in carrying the hope, carrying the message that there's a way out. Because there are people I'm sure that are listening right now that are suffering. There are people right now that I'm sure that are struggling in program, you know, in these rooms, outside of these rooms. Like, I just want to let you know that you're not alone. There is a way out. What, you know, the road to being happy, joyous, and free, there's a lot of work involved in it. There's a lot of change involved in it. Some of it, is, I mean, and it's like the whole, pro the whole process is uncomfortable. I've heard, you know, some, I, there was a, back in the day, they used to say, fight for your right to be uncomfortable. If you're looking for comfort, man, this may not be the work for you. Because in my, in my experience, none of this is comfortable. Like, none of it is comfortable. And even at four and a half years of, uh, of food sobriety and, you know, working in another program and, like, doing this work and, like, none of it's comfortable. The, gro the growth that I'm in, like, I have a bigger, better life than I've ever had. It's an incredible life that I have right now. I would have never imagined that I get to, you know, that I have the experiences that I do today as a result of the freedom provided by this recovery, by this work.
but it's uncomfortable. It's, da it's downright painful at times. But the gratitude is, is I get to have these experiences. Whereas before I had no options, I had no possibilities. I was a shut-in, I was locked in my house. I didn't want to go outside. I had a, like that, that agoraphobia stuff. Like I, didn't, I couldn't fit in my car. Like I couldn't show up for family. I couldn't participate in life. Now I get that, op now I got an option. I can participate. And it's not just about me. See, that's the thing. Like, you know, that's, that's one thing that I've come to realize. The, the 12th step, right? The, we, that's, that's, the, that's the end proposition, right? That's the, the end goal. The end goal is, it's like once I develop this relationship with this power, and now that I've, give, I've been given freedom, not only from the addiction, but also freedom from the bondage of self, it doesn't mean that I just get to live the life I want to live. Like now, my whole objective is how can I carry these, how can I live these principles? How can I practice this all in my life? How can I be of service? Like it talks about my recovery is dependent upon my constant need. I mean, my, con my constant thinking of how I can meet others' needs. Like, no, like I didn't grow up that, that I didn't grow. I wasn't taught that. Like I wasn't taught that, oh, my salvation, my peace, my serenity comes at being of service to the of others like to being service to others like no that wasn't that was not that's not a part of my objective that wasn't part of my objective in life it was about me and trying to get what i need trying to get what i want and drastic indeed like these 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 principles are drastic indeed like now i'm taught like oh okay so i have to focus in on how can i be of maximum service to others and that's what gives me relief. Like that is a totally different way of living that like, I, I, I wouldn't even, I, I couldn't come up with that. No way. But the thing is, it freaking works. It works. Like the more that I focus on how can I be of, you know, maximum service to others, others how can I be um, uh, a channel of God's uh, everlasting peace, wisdom, and guidance, like, I don't have to be trapped in my own misery. Like something I hear in program a lot, this trauma, 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 trauma. Yeah, I get it. Okay, great. Trauma. All right. We know. We all got trauma. We all got baggage. But that is like my, 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 my job here is not to figure out my trauma. Like that's bondage to me to be trapped in my trauma in this whole narrative of my trauma. Right, like my job here is to help somebody out of the hole. Right, like that's my job. Help someone else who's suffering. And for some reason, when I help somebody else out, I think less of me, I get freedom from that bondage of the self and magic happens the magic happens.
I never, like, I never, walking somebody through the big book and seeing the lights cut on, seeing them receive freedom is, it's like, there's nothing else like that in my life. The new job promotion is awesome, right? That's great. Me getting to race cars is awesome. I, lo I love it. Me spending time outdoors and camping and doing off-roading and, you know, like having, like, oh, that's great. Having a girlfriend, that's all great. That's the bells and whistles. But none of that gives me the fulfillment that I get when I'm helping somebody get out of the hole. If that's my own, I, I, went, through a, I went through a period where recently where it was like, what is my purpose in life? Oh, God, it's forgot about me. What am I to do? Like, you know, like, what, what is my, what is the vision? Like, look, if my only purpose is to help somebody get out the hole and to see them recover, like, that is incredible. Like, to see people get on with the business of their lives and not be buried, like, that is the gift. And that's where it's at for me today. Because I get drunk on my own drama. I get drunk on my narrative. Here's a little story. How much time do I have? You have 12 minutes till your 10 minute warning. Okay, so I got time. Here's the, here's the story. Here's a little riddle. I had an epiphany recently. My neighbors, they had cats. And their cats multiplied. And their cats multiplied over into my property, my property. The cats were everywhere. And I was burnt up. Like, I hate, like, why are these cats on my property lounging out? They're all through my front yard, backyard. They're everywhere. These goddamn cats, right? I need to trap these cats and take them somewhere, or give them away something. This was my obsession for a long time. These cats disappeared finally. This one cat remains. This one cat likes to, he just saunters about really doesn't care about me. Like he doesn't even, he looks at me like, bro, I don't care about you. I'm going to rub against your car. I'm going to sit on top of your car. I'm going to lounge in your front yard. I'm going to lounge in your backyard. And I curse this cat. I do. I do. I curse it every time I go outside, right? For a long time. I curse this cat. I hated it. Like it's on my property, on my property. I paid for this house. It's not even my cat, right? So one day, I get out my car recently and I just slowly walked up to the cat and the cat didn't move. And I got closer and closer and that cat just stood there and looked at me. And I just looked at it. I didn't curse it. I didn't lunge at it and try to shoo it away. We just had a bonding moment, me and this cat. So finally I go in the house. Next morning I see the cat on my front yard. And he walks off, he or she walks off and goes to another neighbor's yard across the street. And the cat is lounging on that front yard. I was hurt. <laughs> I was hurt because that cat left me. 
and he chose to go to somebody else's lawn. Now, why do I tell that story? Why is that a, a powerful riddle? Because that applies to so many areas of my life. Right? Like, if, if you dig into that story, it gives a perfect picture of how I do life. How I, how, th that's, that's how it is in my relationships with people. Right? And at the base of it, this inferiority complex, this, this, this belief that I'm inadequate, that I'm inferior, that people are going to abandon me. As a result of this fear, I drive, you know, I push love away. I push relationships away. What's this got to do with the food? Like once you clear, like once I clear away the food, like once, once the food is like down, then I get into the unmanageability. And what is the unmanageability, right? Like my approach to living. What about my approach to living? The way I process reality causes unmanageability. Well, in that little example, it showed me the unmanageability of my emotional state. No wonder I have such a wide distance between me and my next fellow or the next person. My inability to develop intimate relationships. But see, that's the thing, like, in, in, in experience love. Because it is deep down belief that I'm inadequate, I'm inferior, I'm damaged, I'm broken, I push away love. And that's when action comes in, right? That's the, and that's the action part. Of, like, be, if I stay in that trauma, I can't be of effective use in this world. I believe it's my higher power's will for me not to be trapped in that. I have to act. I have to act as if I have to act as if my higher power doesn't want that for me. So how do I do that? Working with another person. Like that's the quickest way to get up out of that. That's the perfect way to get freedom from that is working with another person and seeing those lights cut on. Step 12, I, I'm realizing for myself, it's like I used to think it was optional. Like it's not an option. That's a part of my rehabilitation plan. It's absolutely, it's absolutely necessary. It's critical for me to gain freedom and maintain freedom. Not just from the food, freedom from myself. Yeah, that cat story was just like, uh, it was like a light clicked on like, whoa, I do like that, that, that's like my life. Showing up with a stray cat. I need God, you know, like at the end of it, I can't think my way out of any of this. I need God and God is the magic. You know, there are days like today, it's just like, okay, God, I, I need you to be real. And that's, and that's my prayer. Like, I need you to be real. Because I have an overwhelming amount of pain at this moment. I am lost in my thinking. I am trapped by these fixed ideas, these defective ideas. 
and ways of approaching life and I need freedom and I don't know the path to freedom. Can you please show me the way? So, yeah, the spiritual life is definitely uh, more than a theory for me. It's something that, uh, like, I absolutely have to rely upon it because without, like, I don't know of another way. You know, without this, without this spiritual program of action, it's like, wh what else do I do? You know, I don't know. But uh, that's where I'm at today. And uh, I'm going I'm to I'm wrap it right there and open it up for questions. Um, man, I hope I said something that, that helped. Uh, you know, I wanted to be a genius and I wanted to say something clever and profound and beautiful for you. But I just, I, like, honestly, I just had a, the desire just to be real and be candid. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. So. I'm going to leave it at that and just open it up for questions. Thanks, Lori. Thanks so much for your share. And now is the time for questions. If you have a question you'd like to ask of our speaker, please raise your blue hand in the participant section, and I will call on you as I see your hands. Let's start right away with Steve S. Atlanta. Hey, Lori. Steve Shock. Oh. <laughs> Steve, uh, oh, wait, over here in Atlanta. Anyway, I really appreciate it. you were real with us, and I really appreciate it on that level for sure. What does your daily routine look like, morning, noon, and night, uh, specifically? If you don't mind sharing that, it depends if I'm if I'm if I'm on my A level game, B level game, or C level game, right? <laughs> you know, when I'm on my A game um, today, I woke up. And the first thing I did, like I was woke up by email um, from Susan about the OA birthday party and I responded back to an email. That was the first thing that I did. Um, and I was in a lot of pain today. So the second thing I did was I got into some meditation. Um, I got into some meditation and prayer. I have a little routine that I do just to get still, just breathe in the light a little bit. Um, and then I got to be a, I got to be a service like at work. I did some extra credit um, to take care of a project, and then I jumped on an early meeting. And uh, that's kind of how my my morning went. Um, and at you know at, during the day, I'm receiving calls from sponsees. I'm checking in like you know today is my birthday, so I'm getting a lot of program calls. You know people checking in. I'm responding. I'm with my family. You know doing that thing and having some fun and uh, I'm doing this meeting, you know, and later tonight I'll be doing uh, my nightly review. Um, that's kind of like a, it's like a catch all um, for things that happen in a day. It's like a whole routine. And then I try to do a little breathing and meditation just to ask God, you know, wherever I missed up today, you know, help me, help me, help me be better. Help me, help me be better tomorrow. And throughout the day, if there's any emotional disturbances, like I'm, I'm having, I, I have so many calls, like, I'm doing, you know, check-ins with people, running my ideas by people like throughout the day. So a lot, like it doesn't always, like it doesn't build up as much. Um, you know, all this doesn't build up. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I do on a daily day, on a daily basis. Like that's my A game, um, you know? Yeah. Okay. Our next question is from Katie, Katie M. Hey, O'Ray. Thanks so much for your share. That was awesome. Love you, man. Yeah. I wanted to know, um, kind of on the flip side of the last question, 
on special occasions, so like big holidays, on your birthday, basically situations that are triggering, do you do anything special on those days to kind of prepare yourself or uh, put on like a recovery suit of armor, so to speak? Um, so triggering meaning like highly emotional? Is that, because uh, triggering is kind of like a vague term for me? Like sure, you... yeah, more so I would say specifically around the food. Like if there's going to be food that's being served that you know you don't, uh, mess around with, or, you know, if there's, if you're not sure what the food situation is going to be, you know, do you plan ahead? Do you pack a meal? Do you commit your food ahead of time? That kind of stuff. Um, you know, like my, my, my food plan is like, I, I, I can get an abstinent meal anywhere. Like, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't really run into situations where I can't get an abstinent meal, but, um, you know, early in recovery, sometimes I wouldn't even show up at events if I was feeling shaky. Like really, I, I would shut it down. Even today, like I don't, I don't want to stay out after 10 o'clock because for some reason, even though I have like solid recovery, like I start to get that feeling of the nights when I used to creep and like I was creeping through the streets like a, a fiend on a binge mission. I don't like that feeling. So I will shut my night down like at 11 o'clock. Like I got to go home. You know, my bed starts to call me. Like I don't even want to be out late. Like, so if events happen like that, I can avoid, I don't even want to be out late. Like, don't even, nah, don't even approach me on that. But, um, yeah, early in recovery, you know, call ahead, make calls, strategize, like, oh, you know, that's something that's important for me. Like careless eating is something that I can't handle. My eating has to be, it has to have care. Like there's a, like, I can't just do careless eating. Like that's, that's a lug. I don't have that luxury. So a lot of strategy goes into my eating. So I don't, you know, call ahead and look at the menu and all that. Like, that's all part of it. Gotta have a strategy. Yeah. Thanks. Over the next question is from Phyllis. Phyllis A. Oh, thanks, Nancy. Hey, thank you very, very much for your share. It was awesome. Anytime a person can really dig in and tell their truth and share that, that's, that's really awesome because for a lot of us, that's really hard. It's really, really hard. So let me also say to you, happy birthday. And people that do the kind of service that you're talking about, I believe that God danced the day you were born. He knew what he was sending down here. So congratulations for that. So there's a lot of newcomers here today. Could you talk a little bit about when you first came into the program? Let's talk about what it was like those first 30 or 60 days compared to what it is today. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this time around, look, my pink cloud points had expired. It was a dog fight every day. I like, I tell people this, like, that's my thing. Like it was a dog fight every day. It felt like I was going to go back to the food every day. It was hard. Like it was hard. And I knew like from my years of experience and relapse and going in and out, in and out, like I knew all the tricks of the trade, my mind were, was going to throw on me. And I knew like it was going to try to do its best to get me back to the food. And, you know, there were like, I, and I asked God, like from the bottom of my soul to help me show up differently this time around, because I knew like I needed an absolute revolutionary way a change in how I was going to show up. Like I knew because of my, tr my treatment experience, I knew that I needed to be totally immersed in this, like it was a treatment center. 
So like I knew I needed to show up at meetings every day. I knew I needed to connect with multiple people throughout the day, especially before I ate. After, you know, like whenever the thought came, I wanted to eat, I had to text, call somebody. Like connection was this, like I needed connection. For some reason that helped me more than anything. Calling people, texting people multiple times out the day and being relentless with that. Every time a thought came about food, I needed to be calling, texting somebody. And, you know, I showed up at a meeting almost like 120 days. Like I was doing it every day. I had service commitments. I was on the ball. And that level of willingness, like that came from something greater than me because I'm 485 pounds. I'm a sick individual. I was trying to kill myself. So I knew that I needed to be a dog with this and go after it. Like I had never gone after it before. So, you know, I'm pretty hardcore in that way. Like I knew this was a life and death errand. So, yeah. Our next question is from Leslie. Hi, sorry on the delay on the unmute. Hi, or Thank you so much. Like, how do you shift out of that in the moment? Yeah. So, Thanks. yeah. So, look, I don't want to. I don't want to poo-poo therapy and like therapy talk. I, I just kind of like would like to separate what is program, what is therapy, right? Because sometimes it kind of meshes in. Like, oh, that's not like. So, when it comes to the that brainstorm, whatever it may be driven by, fear, self pity, self love, all that, whatever, whatever it is. Um, inventory is a big part of what I do. Um, like, you know, inventory is something that I do daily. Um, whether it's writing it, formal inventory, or in my mind, like I'm so trained by the, the, the four-step process, I'm doing inventory a lot. Um, and then I, you know, after I go through that process, I'm talking to somebody about it. I'm coming clean and running my ideas by people. And then once I do that, then I'm turning my thoughts to who can I help? How can I be a service? Like, dude, that's like, it's like a simple formula, but it really does work. Like, you know, once, you know, I dig, do my digging, I get, I get to the truth of whatever it is. I admit it to somebody else. And then I get on a business of being, being a service in some way. And that simple formula really does help. Um, you know, I like to get, I like to stay in my, in my trauma, my drama. I love to and get drunk on that. But how, how has that helped me ever? So yeah. Allie Faye, Allie F, your question oh is next. Oh my God, beautiful Allie. What are you doing? Anyway, I'm sorry. Hi, Allie. <laughs> so much. I'm Allie. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm zooming in from Boston. And oh, you are such a gift. I love you so much. Um, I want to see if you could talk a little bit about, do you still experience um, body obsession ever? And if you do, how do you deal with it? How do you get out of it? How do you walk through that process? Oh, look, I, you know, I, I wanted a pretty body so bad. Like I wanted a pretty body so I could get the girls. Oh my God. I wanted them to look at me like, oh my God, we need him now. Like I just wanted that, you know? guess what? That just never happened. Um, and I've, because of this disease, like I've mangled my body, right? Like I have war scars, like 
and it's it's misshapen and but what I do love appreciate about my body is like I'm strong um I work out and I take care of my body as best I can I get them vitamins in I eat healthy and I stick to like form what is it like my dietitian she says um function over form like so I focus on what my body does for me and how strong it is and for some reason, like, I don't know, the, the more solid that I've gotten within myself, the, the, the less the body stuff, the, the volume on the body stuff is. Like, I feel solid inside of me. But that doesn't mean I don't have days where I just want to look, you know, I want to be a beautiful piece of carved chocolate for the woman. You know, like, it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I still have those days, but look. Like, you know, I'm a cool guy, so whatever. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. We have uh, just two minutes left. We could do the fastest question and answer in the world. Okay. Julie T. All right, thank you so much. Um, you mentioned that you have a lot of pain and loss right now. So if you could say like what steps or traditions or tools or whatever have um, helped you maintain your serenity during this time? Um, well, today I, I talked to my sponsor about it. He asked me, is there any decisions that you need to make right now? I said, no. And he said, okay, keep doing what you need to do. Um, I, you know, I'm a firm believer in be where, be where, be where my feet are um, and just like that's just another way of take the next indicated action and i really do feel like i'm a spiritual soldier um so when pain hits me i look at it as it's it's a weird thing like kind of reverse it like oh this is yeah i'm a soldier i'm a i'm a, I'm a i gotta weather this like yeah this is this is life go ahead hit me this is the fire like i don't know it's a weird thing but it's like i'm a i gotta survive this and uh, a lot of breathing a lot of prayer and a lot, a lot of connecting with fellows and just let, letting, letting, letting it all process the way it needs to. Thank you so much, Ari. 